Good morning. My name is Pat. I'm the youth pastor here at Community, um, and it is a pleasure to worship with you all this morning and to send the graduates out well. Uh, I want to invite you to open up your Bibles, open up the word that we love to James 2, and um, yeah, it's going to be up on the screen later, but I believe there's something so real in digging into the pages of the book and uh, marking it up, you know, making it your own, and uh, understanding the book that we love. Uh, if you have trouble finding it, it's, it's right after Hebrews, which was the series that we were just in, and it's right before First Peter. So like I said, my name is Pat, uh, youth pastor here. I've been here for about four years, and um, when the seniors were just little freshmen, not so long ago, was when I started. And uh, that beautiful Labor Day, I, my first day was a day off, and uh, it was awesome. I highly recommend getting hired for Labor Day. Um, one reminder that I've just, it's, it's important for me to say is that I have tremors in my hands. They always shake. Um, not, not super nervous. You're not that intimidating, but uh, just as a reminder for that. So this morning, like I said, is Grad Sunday. If you didn't get a a pamphlet. There's, they're out at the welcome stations. We have over 20 grads here that we get to send out. And my hope is that this morning that you are invited in and uh, you get to help send them well. And that, that, that's what we're going to do. We're going to send them together, not just me, but all of us. And um, it's my hope that through this message, we'll call them up on stage, we'll pray over them, that uh, we all come to see that the, this gospel and having faith in Jesus Christ, it truly does set you free, and it changes everything. This past Tuesday, we had a gathering not so different than this one right here where we invited all the seniors from Zealand East and Zealand West for the baccalaureate service, and myself and a couple other youth pastors got the opportunity to share about what Christ is doing here in Zealand and through the graduates and what he sends us out with, what he commands of us to be salt and light of the world. And that's out of Matthew 5, that Christ calls our identity to be that and to shine out in amazing ways. And this is, this is cool how this happened to fall on the same week. Baccalaureate on Tuesday, many of the grads were there. And uh, now this, this morning, because these messages play very nicely together. It's funny how the Bible does that, right? It's like God, God works in amazing ways. And through the themes and the, the pages and the chapters, we can really see how God has a plan for our lives and how he wants to send us well. And I think God has something really good for us this morning. We began our series last week on the book of James. It's called Faith in Action. And this was started last week by Trent in James 1, and it will be continuing all the way through June. And um, before we pray here, I just I want to let you know that James is an awesome book. Highly recommend it. But it can be pretty pokey. And this morning, it might be a little pokey. And so with that being said... I want to pray for us, and then we'll focus in on James 2, verse 14. Pray with me. 
Heavenly Father, I just pray for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to come and to share your word. I pray that they are your words and not my own. I pray that, that, that you use this time together to transform us, to change us, to send us from here, not just the seniors, but everyone, sending us into the world to be vessels for you, to proclaim your name. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. So I want to begin this morning by focusing just on one verse, James 2, verses 14. And it says this, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? James is continuing a theme of talking versus doing. Trent spoke about that last week out of James 1. And here, James makes it so clear and actually somewhat terrifying that he goes, what good is it? Does it do any good to merely talk about faith, but have no action because of it? The answer that we find is no. But what does James mean by that. Well, I believe it's important to note that James, along with the rest of the Bible, is saying that is not saying that you need to earn your salvation by the things that you do on earth. That's the furthest thing from what James is saying. James is in agreement with the rest of the Bible, and we see it in James 1.17 when he says, and I'll paraphrase, he says, what happened is that you were sinful, you were dead. And then God, in his infinite wisdom, by his own goodwill, spoke the word of truth over you. God, according to his own kindness, gave us an amazing and free gift of salvation by claiming and renaming you as a child of God and making you truly alive in Christ. Like the song said, you are free. And then James in 2.5, he says that those who love God are heirs to the kingdom of heaven receiving all the treasures and the benefits of another. Now, maybe some of you seniors are, are heirs. Maybe you are blessed and you're receiving a little help with your future, with college or, or with housing or with, with a car or something of that nature. And you're receiving, you're an heir of something that you necessarily didn't work for. That's a beautiful thing. But, and James is getting at that if you truly have faith in Jesus Christ, you will not merely talk about the faith, but it will completely transform who you are. Transforming your thoughts, transforming your outward actions to glorify God and to proclaim his name. And these actions, while they're not a substitute for your faith in Christ, they are an outward representation of your faith. It is your faith working itself out in and through love. And so James goes on, and in verse 15, he picks up with an illustration. And he says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. 
James illustrates this passage with an example and not just talking about giving to the poor, not just talk about caring for the hungry. If you don't actually do that, what good is it? And so, so imagine this. Imagine you come upon someone who's in hungry or who's standing on the street corner or who can't afford his or her next meal and, and all you said was, shalom, be warm and filled, good luck with that. James is saying, what good is that? Right? And so what kind of faith is that? Well, he says, and I'm not sure if he could use any stronger language he says that that faith is dead. Why? Because it didn't work itself out of you through love. It doesn't matter what you say. If you don't act, he says it's dead. Faith, as the Bible shows us time and time again, manifests itself as a love for people. Now, Does it mean always? No, no. We're sinners. We fall short every day. And James talks about that in chapter 3. Don't read this and think that you just need to be like handing bills out your car window all the time, right? You know, that's not what James is saying. But he is saying that when you have real faith, it begins to show a love for others. And then he says this. He says in verse 18, But someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. James is saying that some people will say something like, well, that's you. You're more of a doer. You're a person of action. And James calls that out and says, says, no, these two things cannot be separated. He's saying, Go ahead, talk about your faith all day. I'm going to show you that I believe by the way that I live my life and by the things that I do. And James truly hits this home right here in verse 19. He says, you believe that? You believe that God is one? You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So James is quoting here from the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 6, and all the original hearers of this message would have understood that he was quoting from this because they would have memorized Deuteronomy 6 to recite at the beginning of every day and at the end of every day. So he says, go ahead. No, sorry. He says, uh, he, he says that you believe that God is one, right? They would have, they would have known And they would have known that that was a reference to the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And James says, yeah, you believe that? That's awesome. That's great. But so do the demons. And they shudder. The demons, they're terrified of God. So what's the difference between myself or you and a demon? You believe in God? You might even fear God? The difference, it's action. The demons, while while they know there is a God, while they even fear God, they refuse to transform their lives to him and come under his leadership. So just saying that you believe or have faith, just talking about it, it does nothing 
besides put you on par with the demons in hell. And then he makes this statement, verse 20. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? He's saying, do you need even more? Do you still not believe me? And here's what follows, verse 21 through the end. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And then in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out a number, another way? So James talks about Abraham and how he was justified by his works. His works showed that he believed. And we actually heard about Abraham in the last series, the By Faith series in Hebrews. And we heard about how amazing of a man Abraham was. Well, these people, the original hearers, would have, would have thought the same thing. They were the father of their people. Abraham. You've heard the song, right? Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons has father. You, you guys know it? Yeah? Perfect. He was the OG, right? He was, he was the original. And uh, so they might have thought, well, that's Abraham. I can't live up to him. He's amazing. He's the father of our people. <laughs> and so then James picks the opposite end of the spectrum and talks about Rahab, who was a prostitute. He picks these two absolute extreme opposite examples because it doesn't matter who you are. It's always about action. We see it time and time again. Abraham was about action. Rahab was about action. Faith is active, and it's all about action. And then James ends with verse 26, and it says this, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. He's saying that in the same manner that your soul leaves your body when you die, you're dead. If there's no action to go along with the faith that you have in the talk, you are also dead. This is a strong passage. And I think what it's saying is that we need to be introspective for a moment and we need to look at our lives in light of this passage, looking at your actions to make sure that your faith isn't worthless. If you want a quick test right now to figure out if you're more of a listener and not a doer, I want to say just evaluate what you did last week after you heard Trent's message from James 1. Were the, was there any actions? How did your faith manifest itself in and through others, in love? How was your faith seen? Not just by your talk, 
but by your deeds. This is quite the message for Grad Sunday, right? (laughs) But it's important stuff. James didn't shy away, and he he called us out. And so we can't shy away from this either. And in a few moments, our beloved seniors are going to be coming on stage. And, and in a few moments, we're going we're gonna to get to see them and honor them and, and send them well. And at the end of this morning, we're going to actually get to pray over them and bless them. Because while some are staying here in Zealand, many are going far. We get to share them with the, with the region and with the country. Over time, we'll get to share these beloved seniors with the world. And my prayer for all of them, and my prayer for each of you, is that when you go from this place, when you seniors begin a new chapter of your lives, it is defined by a a person of action. That you are not a person that sits idly by and just talks about what you believe. But you represent Jesus in all that you do. Letting your face work out and manifest itself. Being a representation of unconditional love that we've all been so freely given. The song that we, that we sang said... I've been set free, so open up the doors and let us sing. That's not just saying that that this song, this, this worship, this book is just for this room. It's not just saying that this song or this book or this word is just for your house or your workplace, but it's for the streets, it's for it's for, it's for the stores. It's for every single person that you come into contact with every single day. Because the gospel isn't just meant for you or I. It's meant for everyone. And that is an amazing, amazing blessing.